Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You are listening to a Pleasure Podcast. For more from our Sex Podcast Collective, visit PleasurePodcasts.com. Welcome back to Private Parts Unknown, a podcast about love and sexuality around the world. I'm Courtney Kosak, and today we've got the first official quickie for you. Who doesn't like a quickie, right? I love doing longer episodes. If you've been listening to the show, you know that. And to keep the metaphor going, I think of them as those marathon fuck sessions on a specific topic where, you know, you need that deep dive. But sometimes all you need is a little snack to hit the spot. And I want to stay in touch with y'all more often. So I've decided I want to drop shorter episodes on the feed in between those long marathon fuck sessions. All that to say, our first quickie guest is Allison Moon. And my prediction is that she can take us to O-Town in 20 minutes or less. Hi, my name is Allison Moon. I'm a sex educator and author of Girl Sex 101 and Getting It, a guide to hot, healthy hookups and shame-free sex. These days, Allison Moon is a popular sex educator, and most likely, people who knew her as a kid are not surprised. Well, I was always the sex kid, right? I was the kid that my friends came to with questions about sex. My father was a nurse, and so he taught my sister and I all the right words for things. And so that became, I became this little oracle in my Catholic elementary school, and I liked that, so I just kept on doing it. Allison's early inclination toward being the sexpert eventually turned into her career. But first, she took a brief detour that still stays present in her work today. I started studying neuroscience as an undergraduate. I really wanted to become a brain researcher. And unfortunately, I let that go ultimately because of just the nature of the work of dissecting rats for the rest of my life wasn't in oh. my career plans. Yeah. But at the same time, I still kept this appreciation for just the neurology of sexuality and, I mean, the, our emotions tied to our bodies and all of just the complications therein. So for me, sexuality just continued to stick around as this topic I was interested interested in, both as the just purely like meat-based physicality of it, all the way up to these kind of exalted higher forms of sensuality and spirituality that can be tied into sex. So Allison literally wrote the book on sex between women. It's called Girl Sex 101. And if you're a queer gal or even just a curious gal, I recommend picking up a copy to get all the details and check out the awesome illustrations. But today, we're going to give you the quick and dirty Cliff's Notes on Girl Sex 101. Well, ultimately, it's a book for queer women about how to have sex with queer women. Uh, it was a book that I didn't really see that existing. Um, there were books about lesbian sexuality, but they tended to be very dense and very encyclopedic. And mm -hmm. I wanted a book that was really easy to read, very accessible, not scary, trans-inclusive, mm -hmm. um, and that kind of just acknowledged that your identity might not be lesbian, but you still might want to know how to have sex with women. And so for me, that was my jumping out off point. It was the book that I created for the baby 
dyke that I was when I was coming out at 16 years old. And so that's it's filled with a lot of information about technique, relationships, how to flirt, how to not be creepy, and also just like strap-ons, anal sex, all the, the, the nitty-gritty. I, for one, love a good old-fashioned fingering. It is a vastly underrated sexual activity. And with good technique, hands can unlock a tremendous amount of pleasure. So I wanted Allison to give us an overview on how to make the most of our hands in the sack. And yes, these tips are geared toward queer women, but they're really for anyone trying to please a vulva owner. Well, I think ultimately it's acknowledging that hands are so incredibly malleable um, that ultimately a lot of us, regardless of who our sex partners are and what our orientation are, like hands are on the table for a while around sexuality as we're just getting to be sexual. But for a lot of heterosexual people, they kind of go away once mm-hmm. PV comes on on mm-hmm. the scene. And I really, that made me so sad when I realized that, like, I like having sex with men too, and hands weren't always involved. But hands are are so useful around sexuality. And so again, regardless of your orientation or what you're packing in your panties, hands are something you really want to focus your energy on because they can be girthy, they can be narrow, they can be soft, they can be strong, they can be scratchy, they can be velvety. Like there's so many different things you can do with your hands. And so just acknowledging like the different sensations you can create, um, but also acknowledging that like pressure is really important in terms of sexuality, uh, particularly for, for people with vulvas, because, I mean, it's true for people with vulvas or penises, that like, ultimately, a lot of our erectile tissue responds well to pressure. And so when you touch a vulva, being very deliberate about your touch, being uh, that's why understanding anatomy is so important. So you know where you're touching and when and why to create certain sensations. Acknowledging that like maybe your partner's clitoris is very, very sensitive. So you don't touch the glands of their clitoris, you touch around their clitoris. Or even just using a flat palm that your partner can grind against Mm -hmm. is so useful and so sexy. And then also just thinking about like, you know, I always say penetrate with permission check in before you put a finger inside somebody's body. That's just polite. Um, (laughs) I also think it helps like undo a lot of the damage that we've done in our society around like people with vaginas just feeling like we're just receptacles that people put put stuff inside. So asking permission. But one of the big takeaways from this too is not just about, you know, because it's polite, but it's also because it's a sensation thing. Some people really love mixing clitoral stimulation with penetration. Like if you slip a finger in at the right moment while you're eating them out, oh my God, rock rocket ship to the moon. Other people, it's like mixing peas and mashed potatoes. It's like, no, these are two different things. They shall (laughs) shall not touch. Um, And I think that's a really important thing to acknowledge that like it's uh, the reason why you ask for permission, because then you're listening to the partner and what they want, not just using autopilot to determine what you think that they want. So those are kind of some general tips around hand stuff. And we could talk all day about this. (laughs) Yeah, I first reached out to you because I wanted you to give like a mini fisting tutorial Uh, but like say you're new to fisting and it sounds kind of a lot like a lot what would you tell people about how to get started and maybe some do's and don'ts sure yeah so for me fisting is really just advanced fingering right people they hear the word fisting and they think you go in fist first and that is not at all the case (laughs) it is really just the experience that a lot of us have had of like you know would you like me to add a finger yes please you add a finger Mm -hmm. would you like me to add a finger yes please add a finger and then you're kind of running out of fingers right like that's (laughs) 
usually how fisting happens is when you kind of notice that you're that they can take more, your partner wants more, you want more, but you don't have any more to give. And that's when the, the palm of your hand becomes the girth that you're looking for. Um, so really, it's just, again, making sure that your partner or again, the recipient of the fisting is very lubricated, very aroused, feeling capacious and asking before you add any girth, because sometimes it can feel like there's a lot of room in there from the from the giving side, but it's actually very tight for the receiver. And sometimes it can feel the opposite. Sometimes you're like, oh my God, they can't possibly take any more. And they're like, nope, keep going. And you're like, oh crap, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so asking and really getting clarity and then go super, super slow, especially mm-hmm. if it's your first time. Um, be okay with not getting there all in the first time. Mm-hmm. It is often something people have to kind of practice. Unless sometimes it happens spontaneously for people who've like given birth, right? Where mm-hmm. they've already had the experience of a massive amount of girth moving through their vagina. But for a lot of us who haven't, it takes some time. Mm-hmm. Um, and really just focusing on like narrowing your hand to the 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 best of your ability, kind of making a little what I call arrowhead of love, where you really like tuck your fingers as narrow as possible. And then just acknowledge that the first hardest part is always going to be that first part of your knuckles, right? Where your mm-hmm. knuckles meet your, or the knuckles on your palm, because there's not a lot of flexibility there for most people. Um, and so that's where you kind of have to like really go slow, check in, add lube and work your way in slowly. I also recommend always using gloves uh, for this kind of sex because they hold lube better. So skin to skin is a lovely experience. And I totally, you know, if you're, if you're at that place, it's great. But for the first couple of times you do it using latex or non-latex gloves, because they are shiny where they're lubricated. So you can Mm -hmm. see at a glance where there might be some friction points and they, because they hold on to lube better, you don't have to constantly reapply. They just tend to kind of take a little bit of that extra friction away, which can really help smooth things. Oh, that's a good tip. It's like a condom kind of. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, that like wrong idea people have about the image of the fist is kind of where things can go wrong, right? Because you definitely don't want (laughs) to go in with your, you know, fingers displayed incorrectly. Yeah. And that's, I mean, so the, the, the way that the word fisting comes around is because you do end up getting your fist inside, but you know, for some people will stop kind of where you have this, the whole of your hand inside, Mm -hmm. but because the vagina is a cul-de-sac, right? There is a top (laughs) to it. What naturally often happens once you have most of your hand in is that your hand will slip inside and your fingers will naturally curl over and you will have accidentally made a fist because of the size and the length of the vagina, not because you're going in fist first, but because in order to be kind of pulled in completely, that's the way that your your hand will naturally shape itself. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious lolly Focus Pops or lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. 
Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Oral sex is another tentpole of queer sex between women, so Allison's going to give us the 411 on how to master mouth stuff. But again, these tips apply to anyone trying to please a vulva owner. I'd say exploring sex with a little bit more light in the room, oftentimes with cunnilingus specifically, like you'll often be going underneath covers in a dark room. And so you really are flying blind Um, to the degree you can, especially with a new partner, kind of see the lay of the land is actually really helpful. Um, So just kind of get a sense of where everything is and then acknowledge that different people like different sensations. And this is, again, even if you have all the same body parts, my girlfriend and I, like, we have all the same parts, but, oh my gosh, the way we like stimulation is so different. Like, I'm the mm. kind of person where you can, like, put a jackhammer on my clit and, like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Me too. But my partner, yeah, exactly. And, like, my partner is just, like, if you look at her clit the wrong way, she'll, like, it'll just buzz her brain out. So it's like, okay. So understanding that, like, some people like direct clitoral stimulation, some people like kind of generalized kind of clitoral kind of shaft stimulation Mm. and get to know that. And one little tip that I often use is how a person likes their nipples played with sometimes will give you a good clue as to how they like their clip played with. So for people who are very like wired, very sensitively, if they're like, ah, my nipples are like, it's sending buzzy sensations throughout my body. That is usually a good indicator that their clip might be the same way. And again, everybody's different, but this is something I've just noticed anecdotally in having sex with a bunch of different women. um, That that tends to give you a little bit of a clue in terms of just like their neurological wiring. But again, like I'd say focus on the vulva in general. Focus on all the external parts, the outer lips, the inner lips, the shaft of the clit, the opening to the vagina, and really give that whole area a lot of love when you're exploring cunnilingus. Don't just go straight for the clit right away, because even if that person likes direct clitoral stimulation, that can sometimes just be too much too soon. Mm -hmm. You really want the whole vulva to get aroused and, and wake up and really feel good and yummy. And then you can start exploring as you get closer to the clit how their body responds. It's hard. I can, I mean, like, again, as a person who performs cunnilingus, like, I acknowledge it's, it's a, it can be a very difficult, but very rewarding thing to do. <laughs> but it, it requires not only to understand the vulva, but to listen to the part, your partner in, mm-hmm. in general, in a lot of ways, while you're also focusing on your tongue and your mouth, right? So listening to their, how their body's moving, just looking, like, glancing at their face, making sure that everything looks good and that everybody, like, everybody's on board because you're t- trying to basically take in as much information as possible through kind of nonverbal ways oftentimes, through sound, through just body heat, through the way that they move their hips. Um, And you're tracking it all at once, which can be very exciting, but also kind of overwhelming if if you're not used to that. Is there anything more on the relationship side for Girl Sex 101 that you think is um, really important for people to keep in mind as they explore these relationships? 
Well, I mean, I think ultimately, you know, where I get a lot of pushback from my book is people gatekeeping identities. And I think something I've just noticed as I've gotten older, even with like younger generations, like a lot of people are very afraid to identify in different ways or to are very afraid to explore things that they might not be sure they're ready for a label with yet. Mm -hmm. And I just want to say, like, this is always going to be a journey for everyone. Like I'm 41 years old and I'm still learning about my sexuality in new ways. And uh, to give your permission to be a beginner and to give yourself permission to not know the answers just because again you have all the same parts does not mean that you know how your partner works right and so it's okay to have a beginner's mind and to try things on and so that can be a thing about you know queer sex it's like you might not know what you want but reading the book might be a way for you to get a sense of okay this is something I definitely want to pursue or this is something that's probably not for me yeah I love that yeah the identity thing too I mean I have not yet had girl sex but I'm 39 and I'm not counting myself out (laughs) yeah exactly life is a journey yeah I love all of this advice from Allison, especially allowing yourself to explore your sexuality without the pressure of labels. Life is indeed a journey and sexuality is fluid and it is okay to try stuff out and not have all the answers. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Private Parts Unknown. And thank you so much to Allison Moon for being our guest today, our first quickie. I think she got us there. Did you guys get off? I definitely did. So make sure you order your copy of Girl Sex 101 from bookshop.org or your local bookstore or wherever books are sold. And of course, stay tuned. I've got lots more sexy episodes coming up for you soon, including the Star Garden unionizing strippers and another conversation with Allison about casual sex. And for the latest episodes of Private Parts Unknown, look down and make sure you're following us on your favorite podcast player now. Just click the bell button on Spotify or there's maybe like a follow button or subscribe. And to stay in touch between episodes, follow me at Courtney Kosak. That is K-O-C-A-K on Instagram and Twitter. And follow the show at Private Parts Unknown on Instagram and at Private Parts Un on Twitter. And I am shamelessly trying to hit the top 1% on OnlyFans before I retire. And I'm currently in the top 4.2%. So if you are interested in looking at Playboy style pics of yours truly, a little peek behind the curtain or (laughs) behind the podcast app, you can subscribe to my OnlyFans. I am at Coco Peep Show on OnlyFans, and I would be honored if you helped me get to the top 1%. (laughs) We got to celebrate these titties while they're still up, okay? And of course, subscribe to our newsletter at privatepartsunknown.substack.com. The link is in the episode description. Shout out to Amy Rausch for the bomb-ass theme music. For more about Amy and her music, check out amyrausch.com. That is Amy, R-A-A-S-C-H dot com. This episode was mixed by my ride-or-die audio guy, Michael Castaneda of Plastic Audio. And after enjoying this content, could we ask you for a quick favor? Just go to ratethispodcast.com slash private and give us a five-star rating and review. We have been trying to hit some rating and review goals lately, and y'all have been amazing about helping us out with that. So 
Our goal on Apple Podcasts is to get to 275, and we are currently at 256. And that means we're just 19 away. So if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, please give us a five-star rating. And I would love a new review. It's been a couple weeks since our last one. So if someone just wants to drop a sweet compliment about the show or me or Allison, whatever, we will take any compliment we can get. And on Spotify, our goal is to get up to 75 ratings and we are currently at 71. I think we can do it by the next episode. Prove me right. So if you are listening on Spotify right now, please go to the upper left-hand corner of our page, click the star button and then click all five stars. Let's go Spotifyers. And regardless of where you are listening, you can give us a rating and review by going to ratethispodcast.com slash private. And there's a new way you can support the show because we are now on the Fountain app. And so if you are listening on a V for V platform and you get value from this show, you can support us by sending a boostagram. And we have gotten one recently on our last episode, Walter W boosted 500 sats. And Walter said, I love truth. Good episode. Thank you so much, Walter. If you leave us a boostagram, I will probably read it on air. So if you are on Fountain or another V4V platform, send us those sats, baby. Thank you so much. I had an amazing quickie with y'all. Until next time, stay curious and keep exploring. Love you, privates. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.